Oh my god. How cool. I love that. So exciting. Wow. Hi, I'm Pip and this is Jumbled Loves a Chat. Amazing, love that it. Is stunning. That is like so flipping true. Come and get your coffee. <laughs> Cheers to that. So today's guest on the Jumbled Loves a Chat podcast is Phoebe Bell from one of my all-time favourite brands, Sage and Claire. Phoebe's style and design is next to none. She really does travel the world literally working next to weavers, block and screen printers in order to make the most beautiful products that end up in your bedroom, kitchen and living space. When you pick up a Sage and Claire product, whether it's an embellished blanket or a shaggy cushion, you can tell that a lot of love has gone into it. Sage and Claire has been a part of the Jumble gang for the last seven years, and I think you'll love the story behind Sage and Claire and how it's grown. So welcome, Phoebe. Thank you. Welcome. What an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell me how Sage and Claire was born? Yes, I can. Yeah, it certainly wasn't... Um probably a traditional route to um, starting a brand and a business. But um, yeah, I, I actually did come from a law media communications background and um, ended up moving into a styling role in-house at Country Road. Um, and from there, I just it just wasn't quite feeling right. And um, my husband suggested at the time, let's go to India for Christmas and so okay, sure, why not? So off we went to India for Christmas and um, that trip was a very life-changing trip because mm. when we were there, he, it, was, it was Chris's idea actually. He said, why don't you start a homewares brand? And Go I was like, Chris. what do you mean? Why would I start a homewares brand with based on what? And he said, I don't know, you just, you, you love it. You live and breathe it. It's what you love and you're passionate about. Why don't you do it? So... Um, crazily enough, probably when you, how old was I? 24 or something, Mm. came home, quit my job. Um, we had this really small amount of savings because we were saving to go on an overseas, another overseas trip. And, um, two months later I was back in India, um, starting what is now Sage and Claire. Wow. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Well, I think I spent two months sort of writing a business plan and then realizing, you know what, um, I don't even know why I'm writing this business plan. Mm. I don't even know anything. Yeah. I'm extremely business naive. Business plans are just pulling out numbers that you don't even really kind know of. what exist anyway. I mean, I look back at it now and it's yeah. laughable because I've missed a whole lot of things that are like <laughs> critical to running a business. Yeah. Like I didn't even, yeah, factor in a whole lot of things. But yeah, so just hit the ground running, I guess, literally didn't know anybody, didn't know anything um, and that was how Sage and Claire was, bo- was born. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Did you always want to start your own business or was it literally that trip that made you go, maybe this is it? I, yeah. I'd never grown up thinking, oh, I really want to have my own mm. business. Um, but I think, I don't know. I, I saw my parent, my parents divorce when I was a teenager and I saw, you know, my mum really played that role when we were younger of being 
a stay-at-home mum and, um, you know, then she had to go back to work and yeah. having been out of the workforce and I just saw the impact that that ha had. So for some reason, even at 23 or 24, mm. I was suddenly kind of thinking, I don't know if I want to embark on a career for 10 years in law because I knew that I'd want to do a great job and then kind of get to this point in my life where I want kids and then well then what do I do mm. do I yeah do I give up my job do I how, how do I juggle that so yeah. for some reason even in my early 20s that was going around in my head and I just it just didn't make sense to me so I think that was like another kind of driving factor behind the business because I just kind of thought well I've got an opportunity now to set something up for the future that might give me um, a bit more flexibility and yeah. I don't have to choose you know which I think a lot of people I mean a lot of women do have to choose even if it's for short periods of time but there's a choice um, often between work and family. Yeah and I think when you're younger as well and you yeah. don't have kids yet that you can make those really totally. make those decisions that yeah. you, you don't, no one else is relying on you. Totally. And it's a bit of ignorance as well, but ignorance oh, is bliss, definitely. Ignorance is absolute bliss. Yeah. So from when you decided to um, launch, say, when you decided to do Sage and Claire, yeah. how long did it take for you actually to have product? It was, it was actually a really long time. Okay. So it was about, I think it was about 18 months to two years. Wow, like it's yeah. a long time. So, you know, even though I kind of headed back over to India really quickly and probably got that side of it done quite quickly we shipped a container home um it was then that i actually had to sort of i guess work backwards in a way and set up the business so yes yeah because you can have the product yeah but. yeah we were living out of this tiny little unit we had all the product um in this unit at home and the home just became this photo studio and, the, and a warehouse mm. and suddenly i kind of for i think it was about 18 months spent that time like kind of um trying to youtube how to take photos and um youtubing how to build a website and it was all of those things that yeah. took it took quite a lot of time and i guess alongside that i was still doing freelance styling as yeah. well just to try to keep a little bit of money coming in mm -hmm. so yeah it, it was a long um time to work on something in a fairly solitary way yeah. and with no feedback from the outside world on what I was doing. So it, there was a lot of doubt there, yeah. And so when did you launch? How did you launch Sage and Claire? Yep. <laughs> and what happened really oh, when you launched? It's so funny. I, you'd, you'd think after 18 months of like preparing um, that it would have been just a nice Flawless. Flawless launch. Um, I don't think I slept for three days and nights before launching because I sudden, it suddenly dawned on me all these things that needed to be done. Um, and Julia Green, actually, I met her from Greenhouse Interiors, who's here, who's um, at the event. She um, she fortunately said, I'd love to help you launch this business. Oh, I didn't have a clue yeah, okay. um, about PR and what to do. And she said, I'll help you. So that was great. So, but literally, I think I just published the website and I went to bed because I couldn't bear to even know what was... And did any orders come through? My mum ordered. Oh, bless, good. My mum ordered. But yeah, Julia fortunately knew exactly who to launch it with as well. Yeah. So yeah, not that we were 
overrun with orders by any means, but there was definitely orders coming in from day one. Yeah, and Pete, all the media. And um, yeah. yeah, she just sort of knew exactly where to put it and where to how to pitch it in a way that I guess I wasn't just a website in the millions, billions of other websites out there. Um, yeah, I had a few people coming to the site, which was great, but I went to bed. I just couldn't deal with um, with the reality of what was happening. So I think I just had to shut off and yeah. Get the sleep from the three days that you hadn't yeah. slept. Yeah, and I felt like I put my like heart and soul just out to the world. So I just almost didn't have the have the guts to see what that looked like. Yeah. It's good. Glad yeah. you did it. So now that Sage and Claire has become a bit of a household name, was there a tipping point when you thought, okay, wow, I'm really onto something here? Or has it just sort of been a slow, buzzy build? I think it's been fairly slow and just consistent. I mean, I think probably around the four year mark, I definitely felt like, okay, I can really feel some momentum building here. You know, I always said to my husband and even um, our accountant, I always said, please just tell me at some point if I'm flogging a dead horse because you just don't know. You just, everyone knows that when you start a business that there's, there's years that you can just, that may just seem like you're just going through the motions and just surviving, surviving, absolutely surviving. Um, And you just don't really know, is this, is this relating to people? Is this something that people Mm. want? I don't really know. So there was definitely a few years of that, but there was enough there to just keep me going. I really felt like, no, there's still things happening and there's still growth and there's still momentum. Mm. Um, But I would say probably around the four year mark, I just sort of, it just became more of a serious business it just became something where it was like okay maybe there really is something in this maybe Mm. this has actually been really worth um all these years of just plugging away on my own quietly yeah yeah so but i wouldn't say there was like any kind of one defining moment i think um yeah it's been a really kind of steady but in definitely in the last few years i feel like your growth has become accelerated so much more how how have you managed the growth i keep seeing new people (laughs) pop up on your instagram feed of new staff members or looking for new staff it's been hard to manage the growth yeah it is hard um because well i mean probably what i find hard is that you have all of these values and you have you know you want to be customer led and you want to have all of these things and be exceptional at everything you do but then you get growth and you don't necessarily have all of these things in place. So you're suddenly having to backtrack and apologize at times and say, I'm really, really sorry. You just, things just take you by surprise and probably a more experienced business owner might say, well, duh, like, how did you not see that coming? But I've never done this before. So that growth can be challenging um, in that sense, because I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I just, I, I, I just like things to, I know what's important. I know what needs to be exceptional. And sometimes you just don't hit that mark when you get um, growth beyond what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. But it's also really exciting. I mean, yeah, I've gone from kind of um, a team of me, myself and I to having 
a, a really lovely um, group of people around me building this yeah. and really great experts and people that are teaching me a lot, which is really what needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And in that team, so you've yeah. got your twin sister, Gemma. I do. And she's a textile whiz. Yes. And then you've got your dad, Brian. Yes. Who was very creative himself. He had twi- twig aware. Twig artery. Oh, I can never pronounce that. He makes made these amazing sculptures out of collected twigs and they were beautiful sculptural pieces. Yeah. How does how do you go working with your family? Like I love your dad. I tried to I wanted him to come to Orange so I could set him up with mum many years ago. Because He's taken now. I know so is my mum. But oh. imagine if we all could have been sisters. I know, that would have been, been great. So fun. Um, but how do you go working so closely with your family? Yeah, look, everyone says don't mix business and family. Um, I've heard it so many times before, but I happen to love it. Um, mm. I think they do too. I mean, you can have issues in with with people from any from within your family, outside of your family. Right. You know, of of course, when you have a team of people like. There's a lot of different personalities and that just brings challenges in itself at times. But I love working with my family because they, I know that they have my best interests at heart. They have, they're just so behind Sage and Claire beyond what you might see from some other people. It, the, the, just the belief in what they're doing and what we're, what we're doing is really phenomenal. Um, and I think we've just found our groove. Like, I mean, I, I think I can compartmentalize to some extent, this is work and this is how things are at work. And then this is how things are outside of work. And I think they've done the same, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't necessarily have a difficult conversation here or there at work, but then we leave work and it's like, oh, hey, so what's happening for Christmas lunch? You know, it's that kind of thing. And um, yeah, I think family is, um, you just love each other kind of no matter what. So it's really special. That actually. flows into work. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Must be nice for the whole team having, you know, a, a family in around them anyway yeah I think they like it I mean even now I've, I've got two sisters that work for me from another family and, oh. you know so it's it's funny it, and it and the team does feel like a family um because there's these injections of family throughout mm. the team um so it's I love it I'm sure it's not for everyone but um <laughs> <laughs> it works it works well for us yeah, yeah. and so what did you want to be when you were growing up, were you creative? Not like the rest not of your really. family. No, I never identified as being creative. I was always like the academic kind of book smart um, one in the family. Um, I actually wanted to be a star tennis player, which I'm glad I. Oh, um, are you good at tennis? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I realised oh. in high school. Maybe that's not my path. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, and then and then I landed on lawyer, and that was that was what I wanted to do. And maybe you should design the new tennis uniforms. Like I know. Cass well, Burns yeah, just Cass did. Burns that was amazing. Just did that. And I was thinking, how did she do that? I know. Yeah. I thought that was outstanding. Yeah. I can see Sage and Claire with Nike next. Totally. Maybe Nike. put it out there. You better be listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you currently live in Warrandyte mm-hmm. in a really really beautiful home 
looks a bit like a treehouse. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's um yeah, we we've kind of slowly moved further and further out. So um yeah, we're in we're actually in North Warrandart now. So um it's one and a half acres and it is like a treehouse. We kind of are sort of up high and look out to beautiful views of the Dandenongs and um It's a great photo shoot backdrop as well for yeah, lots of your collections. It is. It's really handy to have that. Um yeah. because I haven't always had that obviously throughout the Sage and Clare kind of journey. So it's really sort of nice to have a place to take some in situ photos and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's, I've found probably the more I've gone into um, business and the more hectic that's become, the more a sanctuary and being somewhere quiet um, is important. So work life balance. Yes, it's a real, it feels like a holiday house. It's like a retreat, um, which is lovely. And I live there with, um, with my husband and my son Jude and yes. my sister and her husband oh my and their little gosh. girl Nelly. So oh my god, it's like a commune. It is like you, a commune. Oh my gosh. <laughs> When's your dad moving in as well? Well, funnily enough, we've we've been looking at plans to oh my um, goodness draw up a a little house to to build next a to the main flat. house. Yeah, that's so yeah. funny. Yeah. You were just mentioning Jude mm. and he was the inspiration behind the nudie Rudy bath mat. Yes, he I was. hope he's getting royalties from the bath mat. Well, I guess I guess in many ways he is because yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. he's um yeah, he lives in a nice home and yes, yes good. Yes. Good. Um but yeah, he he was the inspiration behind it. I don't think he's got no idea at this point just what a um, big part to play he's had in this in this product line. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so, how old's Jude now? Jude is three, um, nice. and then I have another one on the way. We so know. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. She's got the cutest little baby. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm 19 weeks at the moment. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, is it the same this time round? Yeah, it's relatively um, similar. You know, I've had um, some health issues to yeah. contend with, so I've hobbled in here on crutches. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's been a little bit to wrap my head around um, because kind of after I give birth, I'll need to get a double hip replacement. To, oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah so. But I didn't know all of that going into this yeah. pregnancy, so I feel quite grateful to be on my feet still um, and on crutches rather than in a wheelchair, which just makes everything a little bit it's harder. It's like a bit of short-term pain for long-term gain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's got its challenges, as all most yes. pregnancies do, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And it's sort of... Um, so the Nudie Rudy bath mat, when you just design that did you think it was going to be popular no not like I mean I shouldn't say no so suddenly um but definitely never envisaged like I think we ordered 60 of the first run and I remember um showing it at a trade fair and the first person that came in said and how much you know are these bath mats and I said oh there's 79 retail and she was like you're never going to sell a bath mat for I that. I hope that wasn't <laughs> No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, yeah, she was just like, oh, that's not going to sell. And it's just so funny because um, I, the life of that uh, bath mat alone, it, I feel like I could just open a bath mat 
business on the side from that one yeah it's amazing um, it's been a, a phenomenon so yes. we we did a collaboration yes, together on the nerdy rudy bath mat and thank you for letting us do that and it was amazing yeah and we loved it and you've done a few collaborations as well since then with thank you yes with thank you and Rolly, um which have been amazing yeah. really um you know i think when you get when you get a little bit more established as a as a brand, you do start to get um, a few more emails in your inbox, collaborations, and I don't know. I was just, I just kept thinking, I don't, not, none of these are really lighting me up. I think yeah. the one that we did together was, I think that was the first collaboration I'd done. Um, and Stalk that, you down for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and that was exciting. But a lot of the others, I, I just didn't, I just didn't see the synergy that well. And then um, Thank You contacted me and Rolly contacted me about a collaboration. And yeah, that they were two that I, I could hardly even believe that I was being approached for those collabs. Um, and they've just been amazing. Yeah, yeah. really, so really when amazing. You, when an, um, an email comes into your inbox for yeah. a collaboration or a phone call, what, what would be the thing that you would be looking for that would sort of tick the boxes and yeah so um I mean obviously you're trying to find um another brand or or another business that that kind of targets a similar demographic to you Mm. number one but number two and probably more importantly is values yeah what are their values with each other yeah so I, I mean there's plenty of probably what could have been quite lucrative opportunities that have come through but do they align with my values or with what I think my brand's values are no they don't so it just there's no point to me going down that path because I feel like it's just a really short-term um, gain yeah. and there's not a lot of and you're long... busy enough already it's so not busy. like it needs to be something that like sparks a little something in yeah you. absolutely yeah. so both of those um you know I both of those I was so passionate about because I believed in their brands. Yeah. Like I was already yeah. a fully invested customer in their brands. So to be invited to um, collaborate with them was, it just, yeah, I didn't even need to think about it. It was just an immediate yes. Yeah. yeah. So last year you were frauded. I was. A significant <laughs> amount of money, but... You didn't keep it quiet like a lot of people would have just um, let it secretly go by the wayside. You sort of told everyone and spread the word. Yeah. And I think that was just so commendable because it just really highlighted it that it's, you know, fraudsters are hitting small businesses Mm. as well. Um, Why did you go public? I think I just, um, I've always been open, as open as I can In business and I if I make a mistake I don't think that other people should make that mistake if I can prevent that mistake then I would every day of the week so when that happened to me I was you know a extremely embarrassed I felt like oh how do you how could you not have seen this? Oh, they were very, um, um, it was very elaborate. It was very elaborate and it was very sophisticated. But that I think that was what made me think, no, hang on a minute. You know, I might not be the most 
you know, tech savvy person or, but I'm also someone in my early thirties who does know their way around um, the internet. And I guess, yeah. I can imagine our parents and our grandparents. I know. No hope. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm wise to what I believe were a lot of scams out there. I thought, no, I'm too smart for that. And then when it happened, um, that kind of blew that out of the water. And I suddenly thought, wow, these are really sophisticated. And if I didn't know about that, then there's a fairly good chance that others don't know about that. And I know how I felt when I've worked so many years to get my brand off the ground and how hard it is to even just pay yourself a decent salary and yeah, to have that money taken jerks yeah it was yeah I I was really upset about it like it actually took quite an emotional toll on me for quite a few months it wasn't about the money it was just about wow that 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 really hurt um so I just didn't want to see other people go through that I just think it's it's awful and um yeah it was amazing the response I never expected that response but it was amazing how many people kind of came forth and said even people that were in the middle of being scammed, no idea. And that post had prevented them from subsequently losing huge amounts of money as well. So yeah, I think, um, I think my post said sharing is caring, but I kind of stand by that. Yeah. I think that you use social media as a really, like a really powerful tool. Is this, um, like what's your approach to your social media account for Sage and Claire? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it is it is so tricky, like, because I know first and foremost, people come probably to Sage and Claire for a little bit of, um, a little bit of colour, a little bit of happiness, a little bit of, um, you know, interior inspiration. That's sort of probably why they come to Sage and Claire. Um, but yeah, it is a platform at times that you can say more and connect with people more. Um, I try to steer pretty clear of making grand political statements and things like that. Yes, um, we were talking together over Christmas when the bushfires yes. were on that we were, you know, probably a little bit nervous to post anything because everyone was just, it seemed very attacking, didn't it? Yes, but it did. But we were, we were just saying that we were all about joy. Yes. But do you think that because you put a bit of your personal on there, like a little bit, to yep. sort of... Um, storytell a bit that Mm. then people want for you to make a statement like is it hard to balance the business with the personal when you yes yeah it it definitely can be because it's never been just this um, faceless kind of brand Instagram account or social media accounts it's it's been probably a mix of the two so it's been a personal account and a brand account so at times it's like, oh, you know, where, what, what's the correct balance here? Um, but I think in situations like that, I just, I try my best just to speak from the heart. Um, and I think that if you can put thought into what you're saying and, and really speak from the heart, then generally it's received really well. Um, but I think people pick up really quickly on insincerity they pick up really Mm. quickly on when you're trying to um, exploit a situation which unfortunately you know in 
in things like with the bushfires that does happen yeah. you know yeah. um so yeah you've you've really got to like put the time and thought and energy into what you're saying quite considered and be very considered rather than just jump on quickly and write a quick statement that you think is what is the right thing to say but it's not necessarily sincere or authentic yeah yeah well you do it very very well it's a really beautiful balance thank you Yeah, yeah i try to i mean um I'm sure we've we've got it wrong here and there in the past, but um, I mean, social media gets a bad rap a lot, but um, I'm actually extremely grateful um, to have a small business in a time that we can just speak directly. I can just oh. speak directly from my heart yeah. to an audience who is engaged and wants to follow Sage and Claire. Mm. That's a huge gift to have that. Um, so it's not one that I kind of take for granted. okay we're up to our jumbled mixed bag oh you ready so i just wanted to get some fast bedroom tips from you oh okay okay yep so tv and bedrooms i i want to say yes like i really kind of desperately want a tv in my bedroom but no no good okay just can't happen it's a slippery slope yeah yeah i may have one in my Mm. um how many cushions too many is there such a thing no obviously i have many cushions in my range so there's absolutely not ever too many cushions mix that you can have mix or match definitely mix good absolutely mix big fan of the the old mix yep do you make your bed in the morning phoebe i do i actually have a slight obsession with it it's like i don't I don't even feel like my life is in any kind of order if my bed's not made. Oh, I'm so, so jealous of that. I'd love to be yeah, like Like, I would... If you want to even know how I am, you just need to look at my bed. On the, <laughs> honestly, it's just like, if my bed is not made, everyone around me needs to pay attention because something's really, really bad is going on and I'm really losing it and something awful is going on. Yeah, for my bed not to be made. Yes. Okay. And what would be your dream sage and claire photo shoot location oh well funnily if enough money was no object oh if money oh no 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 well, no, no, no what no tell well me what, what i was is. morocco oh which i know is yes. like you know having its moment but oh no if only i could just i could join you on one I of your know, moroccan tours amazing. and just amazing. put some sage and claire pieces into each you of the hotels we'll just Morocco. sprinkle it around it'll be a progressive photo yes. shoot yes oh, i'd <laughs> love that you're most welcome and just to finish off what does the future hold for sage and claire um i've been asked this a bit lately actually and i don't necessarily have any huge grand plans it it might not be the most exciting answer but actually i feel like try, trying to very much stay true to what my brand is is almost the biggest challenge right now so um saying knowing when when to say no to things and how to just really consolidate and understand what we're about and staying really true to that that's my focus right now beyond going here there expanding into this or that i just really want to maintain beautiful handmade limited edition products 
that just have soul. You kind of sense that when you when you see them and when you when you live with them, and that's kind of where I want to stay. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Yes. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us today. Thank Baby. you. Been very kind. Thank it's you. It's been lovely. Thanks so much. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for listening and sharing a glass of bubbles with us. Please subscribe if you want to hear more and share it with all your kick-ass businesswomen friends. So until next time, stay fabulous.